This episode of The Forecast is brought to you by Mortem Clothing Co. and Plebeian.us. But more on that later, let's get into the show. Welcome to the forecast. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the forecast. This week's forecast calls for Jason Lamone, very cool artist. Got to have a great little interview with them. Um, went into a bit of a different side of the work. We went into kind of the constant exploration and the idea of that and developing our work. Really cool. Um, less about the process, which I thought was fun. I like the. I like to to break it up and do something different every now and then. You all know the drill by now, but if you're new here, um, if you'd like to get right to the interview, jump to about the 15-minute mark. Uh, if not, you can hang around while I while I rant and rave about some stuff, some stuff today. I'm going to keep it relatively quick. First thing is a uh, re- reference to something I talked about a couple weeks ago. Uh, it was the this this new ad campaign trend where companies pretend that uh that like an influencer is looking at their product and but it's not actually an influencer either that or i officially don't know who anyone is because the preface to every commercial nowadays is like hi you know who i am and this is a thing i like that's the sales pitch and i'm like oh for a billion on actually knowing who the person is it's to the point where It can't be the person or the industry. It has to be me. Because at first, like, I, I think I talked about this last time too, was like, um, every time I would see one of these, it would be from a company that wasn't necessarily uh, something that I saw a lot of, or it was a person who seemed like someone whose content I wouldn't regularly engage with. But it, it's to the point now where it's just like everybody's doing it. And there's no way that if these people are actual like influencers or content creators that not by now one person I know of wouldn't have done it. I guess the new one is uh, the, what's the operating system? No free ads here, I guess. But uh, the Opera GX or whatever, they have PewDiePie doing their ad. That's the first one where I've actually recognized the person. And that one is like this low, it's just like him at his computer and he goes through the browser and it's like this browser is great but all the other ones are these like high production things like i think best buy is doing one right now where they've got people and they're like uh this is how you this is the equipment you need and how you can start a blog or or a vlog sorry and uh, it shows them like doing takes and editing and they're like oh it's such a process you know and i'm like who the fuck are you but i i don't know i just i just I keep thinking about that. Ever since I talked about it on the podcast, I'm like hyper aware of it. And companies just keep doing it. It's like the new YouTube advertising thing. And I'm just like, there's no way I can't know who any of these people are. But uh, I guess next on the docket is what's the state of NFTs? Are the seemingly increasing number of shady crypto practices and avenues affecting this at all? Uh, I like to say before I go on these rants, keep in mind, I'm an idiot, so take my word lightly, but I'm seeing less and less artists post about them, and it seems as though the only artist that I see regularly peddling NFTs are the ones who found initial success and blew up from that market, and even those artists are expanding back into the physical art space. A great example is uh, Fawocious with a W. Uh, he absolutely exploded in the NFT game, made a killing a bunch of times, did like a whole bunch of drops. They all went great. Uh, but now he's doing physical art auctions with Sotheby's and Christie's. NFTs were his jumping off point, and I think that's awesome. I certainly don't get it, but I respect the hustle. Um, but everybody else I've seen putting out NFTs just seems to be sad attempts to get on the trend, but they're way late to the party. Some artists have just thrown random shit up on an NFT auction, and that seems super lame, but even some of the artists who have made a real event of it haven't gotten the response that NFTs once had. Um, an artist who I absolutely love, who I won't name because it's, I mean, I could imagine this is kind of embarrassing just spent the better part of the last three weeks boosting their first nft launch and i went on the site they had it and the three pieces listed only had only one of them had a bid 
and it was the last day of the auction. So my question during the whole NFT explosion was what is the longevity? Where does the investment lie? Meaning how will this appreciate in value? And no one really had a solid answer for that. At least no one that I talked to, I should say that. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about crypto. I'll be the first to admit that. But I think that the NFTs became what a lot of these other new currencies have become, a trend that people put a ton of value on and threw a ton of money at because it was new. There wasn't much longevity, and no one really knew why they were doing it aside from the reason that everybody else was doing it. And just like all the other big trip crypto trends that we've seen in the last couple of years, some people really cashed out and created a whole new level of success from it, but the majority just fell flat and either ended up at a loss or just stayed right where they started. I think NFTs are an example where more people just stayed right where they started with, you know, artists kind of flopping, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It just seems like people now more so than at the start are just trying to get on the trend and cash out, but they've totally missed the boat. At least at the beginning, people could skate by with the excuse of, you know, they were trying to get on the ground floor of something big. Now people are just latching on because a bunch of other people made money. I don't know. I'd still like for someone with knowledge on crypto and NFTs to explain it and the value to me because all of the research I've done has led me back to the same conclusion. So maybe someone from that world could give me more insight. I don't know. Send me a message to tell me that I'm an idiot. And that I'm wrong, or maybe you have maybe you have an insight on uh, on on somebody I could talk to. I'd love to get Ferocious on the show if if if, uh, if they'd like to come on. If somebody has an in there, let me know because I'll I'll capitalize on it. On a lighter note, so this was this was cool, and it just shows how crazy coincidences can happen when we when we think of things we haven't thought about in a while. Um, I thought the other day about this run in I had within illustrator slash musician when I was young. So when I was 11 or 12 years old, I used to take guitar lessons at this tiny little music shop in Maryland. And I would go there right after school on Thursdays or something. When I was this age, I always had a sketchbook glued on my glued to my side. So one day when I was uh, sitting in the waiting area, drawing away to kill time, this guy who worked there uh, walks up to me and is like, oh, you're into art? And I was like, yeah. And I, I, I told him you know, what I was into art-wise and whatnot. And he told me that as well as, mu- as a music instructor, he was also an illustrator. And he pulled a couple magazines off the wall or th- that were lying around and opened them up to a couple random pages to show these illustrations that he said he'd done. I don't remember what they were exactly, but I remember very distinctly that one had a uh, kick pedal for a bass drum and one had a hand. His illustrations were interesting. They were line drawings that were representational-ish in the way that it definitely wasn't meant to be cartoonish, but it was slightly more illustrative than a straight-up representation, if that makes sense. I remember being enamored by this, and then since they were all ink drawings, he said something to the effect of, all you need is a pen. And I, being the already finely groomed art school snob that I was, was like, oh, yeah, like Micron pens, right? You know, like the fancy art supplies. And he just said, nope, grabbed the pen out of his pocket, a typical office supply store ink pen, and said, just a pen like this? I hadn't thought about that in a long, long time. But as I've been taking a more analytical approach to my work recently, as I always do when things take a stylistic shift, uh, I'm thinking that that interaction had more of an effect on me than I'd ever thought before. Um, It was the first time I'd seen or at least that I remembered seeing straight up line drawings in a magazine or in any print form. It was the first time that someone really made it clear to me that you could do professional illustrations with just the pen in your pocket, not all the fancy art supplies that we tend to think of. But anyways, it after I remembered this interaction and pondered a little bit about it, all of a sudden, a few days later, I saw a post on Facebook from that music shop. I didn't even remember that I'd liked their page or even that they had a page. And I couldn't tell you the last time I saw a post from them. But uh, the post I saw was a picture from their 2005 Christmas party. And right there in the bottom left corner was that guy. Uh, Then all of those holes in my memory of that interaction kind of got filled in. It was just so crazy. It was such an interesting coincidence that I had to share the story. That dude really showed... He really showed me that my fascination with line was something that I could roll with, and I think that sat in my subconscious for a long time and has gradually rolled out through my art-making journey. I hope that dude's doing well. I couldn't remember his name 
or anything else about him for the life of me. Maybe I gotta uh, do some research and try to contact him. Is that weird? Uh, it might be weird, but I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll make a venture down to that music shop. See if I can't find out a little bit more. So one last thing I guess I'll talk about is uh, this really interesting article from uh, Artnet News. These two Sphinx patio ornaments were offered for $700 at an English auction house. Turns out they're ancient and sold for $265,000. Um, that is the uh, the title of the article. Now, this is, uh, as, as most modern articles are, a little bit misleading. Uh, so a pair of statues were, were put up for sale at a small auction house in England. They are, you know, pretty beat up. They'd spent the last 15 years in the garden of a local couple and, uh, they were about to move. So they wanted to sell them. They expected to fetch a few hundred bucks for them because, uh, though replicas, they are, they are nicely made and they're weathered pretty heavily. Uh, but they ended up fetching 195,000 pounds, uh, which is the equivalent to about $266,000. Um, there's a quote here that says, uh, opinion was that they were genuine ancient Egyptian examples, which had somehow passed through recent history as 18th century copies. Uh, so I guess buyers or bidders, uh, were, were thinking that these are legit Egyptian and, that these people just just had it wrong um and yeah threw out a ton of money uh one of the funny things in the article was that the uh the highest selling item otherwise was 3200 pounds which is around 4400 dollars. so this wasn't like a big sale where people were pouring out a shitload of money um nothing has been proven to say that these are legit um egyptian at least not that um, that I have seen. Uh, there's a quote here. One of the staff members of the auction house told to CNN um, that we presumed they were 18th century grand tour items. As it turns out, they're thousands of years old and genuine. So it's quite amazing. Recently, uh, the auctioneer explained that work is now being done post sale to identify the statues as true provenance. Uh, so I. I don't know. It's it seems as though they're rolling with the idea that that uh, that they're legit. Uh, I've got to do some more research on this. I'm just finding this article now. It's only for, it's from today, actually. So I didn't have time to do a whole lot of research on it before recording this. Uh, but I don't know. I want to I want to keep up with this. It's always so cool how these little items find their way into uh, into in the auction houses and how they've floated around as, you know, I mean, these were thought of as 18th century, just yard ornaments, and they could be legit ancient Egyptian statues. Uh, one thing that does, uh, does worry me is if they are legit is the terrible fix job. Uh, it says in the article that one of them was broken during the care of the previous owner. So not the couple who just sold them, but beforehand, and they just poured like concrete to fill in the space it looks like shit uh but one other thing is and again don't hold me to this it looks like there's um a hole in the hand or the arm of one of the sphinx statues and it to me looks like where a support would go like rebar so that strikes me as odd it doesn't have they don't have that in any of the other three arms so the other arm in that same statue or the two arms in the other statue so it, it probably isn't that it's just something that jumped out to me i don't know i'm very curious to hear if these are legit or if they are actually 18th century replicas and somebody just shelled out a quarter of a million dollars on a hunch that'll be cool to see unfold i'm always so curious about how ancient art exists within the modern world. But anyways, that's enough of my rambling for today. Let's get into uh, the conversation that I have with Jason Limone. It was a uh, great talk. As always, it's so cool and so inspirational. We get to talk to so many cool artists and just another in a long, long line of great conversations. And I think you'll really enjoy it. It's, as I said at the at the beginning of the show, we talked a lot about the... Uh, consistent development and challenging of ourselves and exploration in a way that 
I don't know if I've talked about with uh, with other artists. So it was cool. It was it was a it was a great little chat, and I think you'll really enjoy it. Well, let's roll into it. I am joined today by a very cool artist, an artist whose work I've really gotten into recently, and that I'm thrilled to have on the show, Jason Lamont. How you doing? Hi, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, before we get going, do you want to take a moment to just uh, plug where anybody can find your work, anything you might have and go uh, might have going on, anything you want to share? Uh, right. Um, let's see. I, I normally have posted everything on my website, which is mm-hmm. uh, Limon, L-I-M-O-N hyphen art, or just my name, jasonlimon.com. Okay. Um, and I try to keep up with that as, as uh, you know, schedule of, of any shows coming up, uh, any new art out there, anything I'd kind of put out there so it's it's a good spot i think to to land and try to get any uh questions answered or 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 if anyone wants to contact me as well nice so getting right into it your work Mm -hmm. is very heavily built around skulls so i wanted to (laughs) i wanted to ask right away where the the fascination with this with the skull came from uh, right. That, that, you know, I've been painting full-time for, um, well, 15 years. So when I, when I jumped in, none of the, I didn't, I didn't do skulls and, and skeletons and all those things. I, it was more of a, I, I was interested in painting like objects and, and, um, I also had, and I still have a fascination with typography. And so that's kind of still in there, but, um, along the way, I, I wanted to portray ideas that had um, people and I'm not much of a, I can paint people. I can do portraits and things like that. It's not something I, I do um, on the stuff that most people see. Um, and I, I think what happened is I just wanted to do it in a way where I could paint figures without having any sort of identity um, interfere with the idea itself uh, so mm-hmm. the idea is the main goal um, and so I ended up just doing the skeletons as a way to, to show that and um, I think for the longest time too it's just has to do with my mood growing up I mean I've always been kind of um, I'm, I'm never one that likes to to use like these bright colors and and be a show excitement in in Mm -hmm. paintings or or like a lot of motion and um so it's got kind of got that that darkness i guess and i i I would think people have that or get that sense and and i'm not really a dark person per se it's you know it's not something i'm i want to do um it's just my mood is usually goes that route and um and I've gotten used to it over time. And it's a good way for me to, when I paint, I release a lot of emotion and any ideas that are within my head uh, that may be negative in my brain. And, it, you know, it, it helps get those, uh, any of those things out there and just um, be able to feel better about myself. Yeah. So it, it's just not, you know, it's just something I've gotten used to using. And and honestly, I did grow up with some of that. I've always loved sci-fi um, type movies, uh, um, sci-fi horror, um, you know, those types of things appeal to me. So um, there's that side of it too. But for the most part, it's it's just me emotionally, my my state of mind as, as I am. Gotcha. Now, you mentioned briefly in there your interest in typography and uh, color scheme. Now, mm-hmm. when initially when I first found your work, one of the things that jumped out to me was, were, were both of those and uh, the resemblance, if you will, to uh, turn of the century imagery, typography, you know, early 1900s, at specifically like old carnival imagery. I don't know if that... Uh, yeah, something yeah, some, as a reference some, of yours. Right. Yeah, I could see some of that in in uh, the things I do. It just kind of comes out um, mm-hmm. kind of carnival like. Um, yeah, I think that's just because like uh, the letters themselves. Um, I, I can't say the the it goes that far back to to those things, but maybe mm-hmm. it does. But the thing is with letters, it's I find letters. I don't know why they're just symbols to communicate. Um, yeah. and, and we use them every day. They're letters, you know, 
for the most part, they're just letters. But I think in a way you can always, which we do, there's tons of fonts out there. We just kind of um, try our best to keep them looking as what they're supposed to look like, but expand yeah. on that. And so yeah. that kind of idea, um, I like that idea, but as, in terms of where it comes from, um, as a kid, I, re I recall like as a kid collecting certain, um, I just remember as a, as a kid at a very young age, I, I was attracted to packages, like um, okay. just things that you'd see in the store yeah. It, it sounds weird. It's not something most kids would be into. Like, um, <laughs> it's, it, I, maybe I just wasn't a normal kid, but, uh, yeah. the thing is I did like them. I, I remember collecting, especially if there were small packages, little packages, I would kind of collect them and, and just kind of put them somewhere, um, and keep them. But, um, so there's that fascination with, um, with that when you walk into somewhere or just when you you walk anywhere you walk outside yeah they're everywhere letters are everywhere they're in the store branding uh in the grocery store you know they're it's it's just all over the place and so i, I don't know why that stuck with me as a kid uh the lettering but it just it just has yeah um now there's a part of me though too that i because i've gone through phases with my art where i'm like i don't want to use letters um I've tried to make stuff without the letters in there and any typography and it just feels empty. And so I'm like, yeah. okay, so I always end up going back to it. Um, mm -hmm. And as much as I can, they don't always have typography in it, but you know, for the most part, they, it does. And um, so it's, it's just been part of what I do. And I, 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 I like to, maybe it's also like, when I'm, I have some sort of emotion or, or however I'm feeling, maybe it's that one word that's based that the whole idea is based around. And so I try to communicate that whole idea and a word or words within that piece. Um, it's just always a fun challenge. I think it's kind of like you're connecting things almost like a, like an engineer would when you connect things together to make one whole piece or one whole thing. Let's take our first pause to talk about today's first sponsor, Plebeian.us. Now, Plebeian is the art media company that makes shows like this possible, and we're starting to roll everything out. Things are coming. First things first, you can subscribe to the Twitch to check out new show with Levi Massey, public appearance talking about the visual side of music it's a really interesting show every week levi has on a new musician to talk about what visuals and music mean to them what goes into their visuals and how that influences their music you can also join the discord to talk about the art making process you can get onto the forecast channel to talk about this show and get updates on this show you can get on the public appearance channel talk about the public appearance show and with all the new content rolling out you can uh get updates on that. You can talk about that with the community. It's a really great experience and I can't wait to see it grow and to grow in it with all of you. That's enough of that. Let's get back into the show. Now, speaking specifically to the image with something singular, like a skull, you've got um, skull skeletons littered throughout your work, yet very rarely does it feel reproduced or the same as the last piece. So when it comes to referencing, sketching, pushing your own style, how do you keep the use of a single image fresh and different within each work? Um, yeah, so the them always being different is an issue I have. Because I know as an artist, like one of the things you, you try to do is you, you try to keep a consistency and sometimes people keep a, a total consistency within the image itself. And so that to me is kind of, I got to say, boring. And I'm not trying to put any, anyone down with that. Like if that's what they yeah. do, then that's what they do. And that's their, you know, what comes out. Mm -hmm. um, with me, I, I see things that I've done and I have this issue with redoing the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what that is, but, um, but I, I enjoy, I, I, it's just the, the whole aspect of me creating something new uh, constantly, um, that is fun for me um, to, to try to use the elements that, I, that I've been using and to explore in different ways with those same elements is kind of the main goal. And along the way, if I pick up any new elements, then it gets added. Um, yeah. 
And that was not easy to figure out. Um, and to be honest with you, it's, it's something I feel like I recently sort of, <clears throat> I, I recently sort of um, settled in my own mind because I had to take some time away. I was making tons of art in the past. I've always been making a lot of art throughout the years. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is like, well, I, I had to step back for, it was probably like two weeks I took off and I, I examined yeah everything and I just examined everything fully uh, how I felt about what I was making and and um and the whole idea there was was to kind of change uh, my mind about what I was making like uh, to be fully happy with what I'm making but not only that to come away out of it and stop using certain things that I didn't like and then continue forward with the things that I enjoyed and yeah. so, so I, I, maybe that was three years ago that I did that. Um, because mm. as an artist, I think it, it, you're, you're, you're constantly, especially one that's always showing art at galleries and trying to get your work somewhere. It's this yeah. constant flow. You're, you're trying to just continuously go and go and go. And, and I think sometimes, unfortunately, artists won't stop to, to think about like exactly where they are or where, where they it, you know where if they if they're fully happy with what they're doing and and I feel like some are are fine like they start out exactly where they're supposed to be and they keep that route and you know that that's pretty cool when that can happen for somebody but for me it's it's been kind of a uh, a lot of turns and and trying mm -hmm. to figure out where I'm trying to go um, but not to say I because I, I've always enjoyed everything I made. Um, mm -hmm. Although when I look back at some of the things that some of the things I've made are super dark, and yeah. I've never really intended to go super dark. And that's one thing I'm always trying to escape is is being so so dark. Mm -hmm. Do you find that um, as an artist who has very much established themselves and with those things being kind of dark that the audience may respond differently as you work away from that or is that something that you're just exploring with your own style and the audience can kind of take as they do yeah yeah i, I think see one of the things that's difficult because like you, yeah. you rely on those people because and they're people you've built up throughout time and mm -hmm. and you appreciate those people for being fans of what you do um the, the, the issue is with that is like I said earlier is like, well, if you look inside and you're not happy with with what you're making, mm -hmm. you know, not to the fullest, yeah. then obviously you as a person have to make some sort of changes and it shouldn't be based around the audience. Um, and I, I, you know, I don't feel like, I feel like for the most part, I still am doing the things that it still looks like what I've been trying to do this whole time. Yeah. The only, the only thing is it's, I've, I've, I've changed the, some, I guess I changed the subject, I guess, in, mm -hmm. in certain ways. Uh, and, and I think that's okay. It's like, it's, it's almost like um, if you had a, a, a movie director and, and they made certain types of movies, but then suddenly they throw in this other movie you know, it's totally different than, yeah. you know, I feel like people that would like the director would totally be into watching that film to see what happened. Maybe it would be terrible um, and <laughs> yeah. they wouldn't like it, but maybe it would be fantastic. So it, it's, it's kind of a, a whole thing. You, you, you have to have some sort of confidence in what you're doing and just mm -hmm. in what you're exploring and know that it's going to be okay for you. And you would just hope as well, that it's going to be okay for everyone else as, uh, that's, um, that is watching. And the thing, though, that I, I feel like it was important for me is that once I, I decided, okay, I'm going to step back and look at what I'm doing and then go back into it and do handpick the only, only the things that I really, really enjoy mm -hmm. and explore and expand and refine that um it's strange when I did that I feel like there was way more response to what I was doing and it's because people can feel <laughs> your energy and and, mm -hmm. and they respond to to how you feel about what you're doing um and it could, like I know what you're saying it could be negative but I think it, yeah. when it gets negative I think it's when someone is probably not doing their best to um 
to be who they are genuinely. And, and, and that happens, but I mean, I've always done my best to try to, to improve and, and be myself at the same time. And it's not, it's not easy. It's, it's, it hasn't been the easiest route, but, yeah. but it's been fun. It's been fun exploring myself and, and all these things that, that I've been into and, and changing with time and exploring and, um, and trying to figure out how do I like making art the best? Um, and it brings a lot, a lot of questions along the way. In fact, so much so, because I've been using acrylic for as long as I've been painting. Mm-hmm. And I've also thrown in idea of like, okay, I'd like to try, try out oil paintings. Um, that, that's yeah. something I'd like to do. But I look at what I do and, and I've been using oil paintings on, on you know, on doing some, some other work, but it looks nothing like what I'm doing right now. But the, the, the thing is, it, it it's hard for me to create what I'm doing with acrylics to do it in oil. So I just yeah. kind of keep exploring in the background to try to do kind of a next step um, in growing. And for me, it's all about growing. I, and I know it's, as you mentioned earlier, you, you have to worry about audience, but I, I'm, I've never been the, art, the type of artist to say it's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm fine here. This is where I'm going to stop and, and keep mm-hmm. just move using. I just constantly like to grow and I'm not going to stop doing that. I, I think that's just something that's who I am. And, and I'm, it, whoever is following the art or is into the art, um, again, like I just, I just hope that that's something they can understand as well. And I think for the, for the most part, they do. It's, it's just, People still see the artists within the, the things, you know, as the, the things change, you can still see the artist in there, I, I believe. Um, it's hard for me to look at that, though, because I'm, I'm, I'm making all this stuff. I rely on people on the outside to say, oh, you know, it still looks like what you do. And generally, I hear that. So, yeah, uh, so it, it, I feel fine about the changes I make and what I go through to 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 make all these changes mm-hmm. now. One thing about your uh, your social media that jumped out to me right away was uh, a relatively high output. Now, when you're sharing work, is this uh, are you can are you are you putting out work at the frequency that it seems online, or is it uh, do you kind of like bank stuff up so that you can share it with some regularity? And with the high output of work, do you find that this allows you to gradually? implement some of these changes rather than just you know if you were to say take a really long time from piece to piece and it was just a sudden jump from one thing to the other yeah well it's it's kind of both like when you're mm-hmm. talking about the the how much i put out i'm yeah. constantly putting out little pieces like i'll, I'll do mm-hmm. um one or two of these small paintings that's what i, I call those little paintings fragments a part of the series gotcha. um, and all that is is me exploring ideas mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what ends up happening is I'll use those ideas and I'll try to expand on those mm-hmm. or sometimes it's a totally different idea. Um, and a lot of times I say it's both because I'll do I'll do both. I put stuff out there and make it available quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just so I can survive financially. Yeah. And then yeah. um, I also build up art for gal- for gallery shows. And so what ends up happening there is if it, <laughs> and usually you'll see, you can sense that because uh, typically I'll, it'll be a whole group of them that I'll, I'll release yeah. uh, within a week that people will see like, hey, you know, that seemed like you did those fairly quickly. And it's like, no, I didn't do those all this week. I, <laughs> yeah. I've been working six months on those things. And so, <laughs> yeah, so, so it, it's, it's kind of both where I, where mm-hmm. I, I, I do it that way. And, and, um, it, it, and as far as like the, the time, I think having all those little pieces, um, constantly exploring on these little paintings, it does give you a chance to implement new things, um, and to explore a little more with, yeah. um, any new ideas that, that you have that, and sneak them in there and see if it works out. Um, and I, you know, it works out sometimes and sometimes it doesn't it's, it's tough as you know, if, if, if you have yourself set on certain, uh, elements within your work and you're, 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 you're so used to using those things and you're like, you pause for a second. You're like, Oh, I'm going to try throwing this in there. There's a little something 
that you hadn't used before, even maybe a color, yeah. certain colors. Cause I've done that too, where I, cause my colors are pretty subdued. And so like I, once in a while I'll throw kind of a accent color, that's a lot more brighter than, than usual. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll do those things as I work normally on those little paintings and, and yeah. that's kind of a rapid pace thing where I'm doing those smaller ones. Uh, the stuff for the galleries generally they take me longer because they're bigger and mm-hmm. sometimes they're made up of like a lot of panels sometimes uh, you know it could be like 10 12 different little panels stuck together as one piece um so those those are also an exploration as well um yeah but in a different manner i guess you know that um a different way of working but uh but overall it's it's um for me it's it's just a constant challenge and and something i enjoy so it's i'm never feel frustrated by any of it um yeah it's just growth you know yeah yeah um so you you talked a little bit about there and like the difference in approach to like the the smaller works to the gallery works and that different type of exploration one thing um that again jumps out when looking at your work is the exploration in like products things like pins t-shirts etc mm-hmm. um now when making work transferring work to those different mediums those different applications are you making things specifically for that outlet or are you taking an idea that's already materialized in a painting and then transferring it in some way yeah no, generally I'll have them all made. So, so what I do with those types of things is, is so when it comes time to make pins or t-shirt mm-hmm. or something, um, I will look back at um, the art I've built up and say like, oh, I, I could see that as a pin. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'll, I'll, I will have to translate it. Of course, I can't yeah, yeah. use exactly what I have. So, yeah. Um, and the same goes for like something like a, a t-shirt. It's a, I don't have a whole ton of t-shirts, but the thing is that I have lately been thinking like, okay, well, I'd like to take ideas that I have and redraw them and make them look more, um, I guess like more, li- like using a lot more line, line work, I guess, just, mm-hmm. dra- just drawn out more instead of uh, so painterly because yeah. all I've been doing so far with the t-shirts is just kind of sticking the image on the t-shirt instead of, uh, uh, you know, refining it and making mm-hmm. it more um, uh, contrasty, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so like in terms of other products too, like I, I don't do a whole lot of products. It's something I, I'd like to do. I just, I'm so busy we're just painting constantly that it's hard for me to step aside and think of those things um and when yeah. i do think of those things it's like okay i get a little lost in them where where mm-hmm. i look at my own stuff i'm like i'm not sure which ones would be well i have a hard time <laughs> looking at my at my own art and saying yeah. okay this belongs on a on a, a t-shirt a pin or, or anything like uh, the prints are easy it's like i make a print and then you know yeah. that just people respond to you but when you're making something that you're ordering on mass it's like wow you got to think a little harder on 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 if that's gonna do well or not and i have a hard time looking at my own things to to try to pick those things out but you know i do my best and i make them and fortunately people respond well to those things and um i i think that's just something i i have to work on myself because it's like i'm just a bad judge of my own stuff and yeah (laughs) it's it's tough (laughs) Well, it's, it's hard to apply like a totally different quality, like that more graphic quality that we typically right. associate with things like pins and t-shirts. And then with your work being very painterly and, and, and smooth to try and figure out a way yeah. to alter your own approach, alter your existing work, it can be a big challenge to think about. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Uh, for me, it is at least. I, I know other artists out there like do a great job of that kind of stuff. But um, for yeah. me, it's a, yeah, it's a little takes a, a, a bit of uh, thought into that kind of stuff yeah i mean i think it takes uh or i think it it lends to certain people's approaches some people have like an easier yeah. style to transition into that medium right. or it just you know some people are lucky enough to where that one-to-one really works but, right true you know with, with with your work i could see that being a challenge and also you know when a work is so collective like when i take a look at your paintings everything seems to matter. You know what I mean? Whereas with something like a t-shirt design, a rectangle creates a lot of unnecessary negative space. Mm. So it's like, 
as well as design wise, you also have to think about it almost like atmospherically. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I that happens quite often when I'm looking at my paintings. I, I really don't think too much about it, but mm -hmm. I typically I work um, vertically and and um when it comes time to try to fit it within something else it's like okay that's not gonna work it doesn't work out so well and so, <laughs> so <laughs> that's another part of it that's like okay well and but the, the main goal here is just the, the paintings honestly when, when yeah. i think about it all it's it's like all those other things are great like the pens i really like the pens when when i do those they're fun to make mm -hmm. and when i see them at first i'm like wow that came out cool um yeah. but for the most part it's like i I just kind of keep going with painting and it's just something I'm more into than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if it can, if it can run on its own and, you know, support everything, then keep painting. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I did want to ask about since it, it came up there was the atmosphere and the space in which everything exists. Um, your paintings almost take on this very tight shadow box quality where all of these images are existing within a small space that's framed specifically for the mm -hmm. act that's taking place within the image. Is this something that's uh, deliberate or is background and atmosphere kind of like an afterthought to frame the image that you've built out? Yeah, you know, I so one, one of the things that's part of exploration as well. Like mm -hmm. uh, I've gone through these phases where I'm painting, I fill in the background and sometimes there's, uh, you know, sort of a landscape back there. Um, and that's that's been quite a while since I've done, done any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I just never felt good about any of those things. It's always been the objects in the forefront that I'm always concerned about. Yeah. And so at a point in time, I'm like, well, why, why am I spending any time on a background I'm not happy with when all I really care about is the concept in the forefront? Like that's, yeah. that's all that really matters to me is that it's a concept or an idea or, and, and it sits alone in a space. And I think I like that, the idea of having the focus on the one object. Yeah. Or it could be a few objects, but it's very limited. So um, that, I think that's just has to, um, that comes from my background as well. Um, I've always been into <laughs> kind of constructing, uh, having parts, I guess, like having mm -hmm. parts of something and then putting them together. I brought up like an engineer earlier because it, when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do when I was younger in high school, it's like, okay, I'm into this kind of stuff and let me explore. Um, so I, what I had intent, I wanted to do, or, you know, in high school was be a mechanical engineer. And so a mechanical engineer, you take a bunch of different parts and mm -hmm. you make this whole uh, product. You make one product out of a whole bunch of parts. Mm -hmm. And so something about that when I was in high school was like, I liked that idea of, trying to figure out a puzzle almost you're taking all these parts yeah. in order to make this one big thing work mm -hmm. and um so i didn't that that didn't work out i just because i'm not good with math it didn't you know <laughs> i didn't become an engineer and so like, yeah that's fine um although i did later i did do stuff when i was working in graphic design that where i was <laughs> working with engineers um so that kind of came into play later but um as a painter it's like it, it it still stuck with me all those ideas from the past of, of solely concentrating on the one object that you're trying to figure out the mm -hmm. this one little puzzle um and not to say that i i because i love like landscapes i love seeing you know sceneries within places but it it's not easy for me to do with what i with how i am using acrylics and 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 the way I'm using them. Mm -hmm. um, I, I've kind of figured out, okay, I'm not going to do that with acrylics. I'm just going to keep going with what I know with acrylics. Mm -hmm. And um, however I can grow with a different um, material, I, I'll try to figure that out as I, as I go forward. But I'm, it's, it's being done in the background, really, yeah. where I don't. Because so, so, I do paint with oils, and they, if you see them, they, they look totally different. Yeah. Um, it's not what anyone would be used to if you looked at my art and yeah. the goal there really is to grow to say okay i'm using this other material in a totally different way 
is there a way for me to later down the road to say, okay, I have this structured stuff that is real. Um, I feel like when I look at it, it's really, um, how do I call it? Um, rigid, I guess, mm -hmm. in a way, it's kind of got a rigid feel to it. Yeah. Where, where it's like, I, and to be honest with you, as I paint, I've always wanted to do my best to loosen up and it's been very difficult for me to loosen up as a painter. Yeah. Um, I haven't done so well with that. I, I still have this rigidness in everything I do. And that's just who I am yeah, um, yeah. Um, and how I create. But there's a part of me that wants to totally loosen up. And so I'm, I'm trying this one thing in the background with the hope that in the future that the two can somehow come together to, to create something in the middle. Yeah. And um, I'm not there yet, but, you know, it's, it's something I explore on my own because I've, I just feel like um, as an artist, you, you can get stuck because um, you're, you're creating, right? You're creating for yourself, but you're mm -hmm. also creating for everyone out there to, to, for an audience, right? Like, you, you, yeah, yeah. It, it's something that happens. Like, it's your job at, at a point in time where, you know, you do these things to make money. Um, and so you want to be consistent. Um, but you also have to consider yourself. It's like, do you, do you, are you fully happy with, with that exact thing you're making? Is it okay to change a bit? Uh, how do you, it all depends on the person. How do you like, cause I feel like as an artist, like we put all these crazy rules in place and the fine arts, we do put a ton of, of these rules that you're yeah. kind of stuck. And it's like, I don't believe in that. I, I don't feel like there should be any rules. It's like you, you, if you feel like you got to make some adjustments and changes in your own art to make you feel better then then do it. Don't be afraid. Um, just make them. And, and I think people respond to it. Um, if, if you're fully happy with your changes and, and direction, then I think people respond the exact same way. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I haven't really been afraid of that kind of stuff. Although I don't want to just like jump into something and make it like, you just like, what happened? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's pause for just a moment to talk about today's second sponsor, Mortem Clothing Co. Now we're still rallying off the excitement of doing our very first market. Thank you once again. I'm going to keep thanking everybody who came out. It was so much fun. But the other big news from the market and from uh, today was that the Eternal Gear is now in stock. So if you pre-ordered yours, it will be going out. But you can also order yours right now. Now, with the market, these uh, sold very quickly. So there's only a few left. Be sure to jump on it while you can. If you haven't yet, use code FIRSTMORTEM for 10% off. That's at Mortem Clothing Co. on all of the social media, and MortemClothing.co is the site. Let's get back into the show. Um, it's it's interesting that you that you bring that up. We've I've had quite a few conversations with artists about those sort of strict rules that get implemented within art, and especially you know when venturing into oil painting. Oil painting is traditionally one of the ones with like the most rules. But then right. the more and more that you dive into it, the more you hear from other artists even those artists who know the rules spend most of their time breaking them. They have this understanding, but like you said, like sometimes you need to explore, you need to make your practice um, your own and you need to, you need to do things differently. Now in going from um, acrylics to oils, do you find that that shift in medium being able to, abandon your, your, your style that's set in acrylic, but also just the change in medium as a whole, do you mm -hmm. find that, allows you to explore looseness more easier uh, more easily because i mean you, you yeah. use the term rigid i think uh -huh. acrylics really <laughs> lend to rigidity you know what yeah I mean? yeah it does it does and uh although i've seen artists out there that have been really loose with the with the medium and it and mm -hmm. i look at it i'm like i don't know how you did that because i've been <laughs> working with them so long and it's just a, it's it's a mindset really mm -hmm. yeah um but the thing is, um, it has changed me to say, okay, I'm jumping the oils and I'm not showing any of that. Well, I am, but not like no one knows it's kind of on the side. So yeah, yeah, when yeah. I jump into that, um, I think from going from acrylic to oil, it was so quickly, like where I jumped in, I'm like, okay, this is pretty amazing. Like I, I, I hadn't really used oil so much in the past where I use them now. It's like, I, I honestly, I love oils. Mm -hmm. um more than i love acrylics <laughs> so, so um when i used the oils and when i jumped in i was honestly surprised at how easy it was to create things like i'm working from from 
from where right now with my acrylics, I work, everything I do almost is all made up. It's from my head. And one of the escapes is like, okay, I'm going to work with oils and I'm going to paint things that I see in front of me. And so I'm, 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 I'm doing something totally different. Yeah. And once I jumped into that, I was a little worried. I was hesitant for a long time because I'm like, I don't know if I can do that. But once I jumped in and I, it started just going, it was so easy. It, it, yeah. it, it um, I think because I'd been doing the process so long um, of painting, just painting in general, that it was so easy. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if it was the other way around, I'd probably be frustrated because it's like it, it's totally different. Acrylics, it dries too fast. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, I would probably think that the way I did it is a, a bit more exciting, I guess, <laughs> than going the other way around. Uh, yeah. But so um, it has um, taught me to loosen up somewhat with my acrylics, but not really so much. I just know that there's a, a big, di- and like I said, it's probably a mindset thing where it's like, I could probably do, do these things with acrylics, but um, I don't know. I don't really want to. And I think that yeah. itself is a probably, a, maybe I'm making my own rules for myself where it's like, they have to be separate. But I, I think the whole thing is just trying to continue forward with um, what I do every day and move yeah. forward and keep that going. And then learn on the side and then introduce that later. That's kind of the, the objective here. Um, and yeah. if I don't introduce it later, that's fine. It's not something I, I feel like I have to do. It's just something within me I, I'm, I'm attempting and, and, and I'm trying out. Um, and it's yeah. because I, I like to, to learn. I like to learn with different mediums. I've gone through, um, like I used to do, it's been a while since I sculpted, but when I jumped at, I, when I jumped into sculpting, um, I would take some of these characters I had and I turn them, I would just sculpt them, sculpt them out. And it was fun. It was a whole lot of fun at first. Yeah. And I, I was exploring all these different uh, clays and, and then I, the, the one I eventually landed on was a um, uh, epoxy. It was like a two-part epoxy, okay. which, which it gave you, you would mix it a bit and then it gave you mm-hmm. about two hours of working time. And yeah. I really enjoyed that stuff because it gave me time to just expand on what I'm working on. Um, over time, like it, I, unfortunately I had some sort of chemical in there that, you know, made my skin itch over time. And so I stopped using it and yeah. I kind of took that as a sign as like, okay, I just want to get back to the safe stuff. I'm just going to keep painting. And, and, mm-hmm. um, but the thing is I had a lot of fun exploring with that, that material. Um, and I, I, that's the thing is like, you know, I could sit here every day just painting nonstop with my acrylics, doing the same thing forever and, and not be bothered by any of that. And I'm not bothered, but the thing is, I would like to do more. Yeah. And that's the whole idea here is I, I continually, I like to grow um, with yeah, what I'm yeah. doing. And um, just like any other, I, I think any type of other job, the more you do it and you're, you want to grow, right? I mean, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you know, for most people want to grow. Um, although some artists, like, I'm not saying they're, con- it, see, that's a weird thing to say, right? Because I'm saying, like, I, I want to change. Whereas, like, you have artists out there that are so amazing, they don't have to change, you know, they're, they're maybe yeah. they're exactly fine what they're doing. And so I, mm-hmm. I just see myself as, a, as I'm not, you know, I look at art, and I, I see things, I'm like, well, this person is doing something amazing and maybe they're going to change this. I don't know what they're going to. Maybe they're going to the same exact feelings as I am, but, mm-hmm. but maybe they're not, maybe they're exactly where they want to be. And so I, I think that's the point is like, I'm not exactly where I want to be, but yeah, uh, and that's just part of working out the things I, I do. And, and I think with time, you see gradual changes in everything I do. If you, mm-hmm. if you put paintings up from 15 years ago to, to, and you go to the middle and you go towards end until now it's you're going to see a lot of changes yeah um and it's just me trying to figure out who i am um as a person and and as an artist it's, it's both yeah yeah um it, it's 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 funny that you mentioned the 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 gradual changes or like looking at work from a long time ago do you ever find yourself like we've talked about that gradual implementation and producing a lot of work but do you ever find yourself like shocked when you look at an old work and like how much things have changed oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh 
you know i don't look at it in that way i look mm -hmm. see see I, if you're talking about like the technical abilities um i i do feel those changes i i yeah, do yeah. but i it's not a shock what's more of a shock to me is is probably the subjects like if yeah. i look back and I, i'm like wow i did that I, I look at it more of like what was i feeling at that point in time and it is mm -hmm. sort of a shock because yeah and i start remembering the things i felt and it may may probably not have been a good time in my life i guess the way i, I was feeling mm -hmm. um and so it comes from more of that aspect more than the technical side I, I think with the technical side i've always been fine with with my abilities i guess or, or yeah, what, yeah. What, whatever i was making i never felt uncomfortable with them i, I mm -hmm. just always made things now if, if if you if i look back and i i, I look at the things uh i have changed in terms of my abilities obviously mm -hmm. I've, I've gotten better with them and i've been able to say like okay i don't need uh certain things to help guide me through a painting now i could just sit down and do a painting without certain guides that i used to use before yeah um yeah. so so that has changed but it, um it and i look at those things in the past but i can't say it shocks me it's more of a um it, it's just kind of a i guess more of a reminder of, of certain mm. times more than anything um yeah but but i i i don't really ever look back at anything and, and think like oh that's ugly or like because i because that's a weird feeling to say like okay i made something that was ugly, <laughs> ugly or didn't like because yeah uh someone at that point enjoyed that piece i enjoyed making it and yeah. the thing yeah. is someone else enjoyed it enough to have it and so um yeah I, I i try not to bash myself in that way you know to, <laughs> yeah. to say like oh you know i just went through different times and phases and changes and so i'm i'm okay with all that stuff i, I try not only that i try not to think so hard about those things because if you think too hard about any of that stuff i think you just drive yourself crazy yeah and, yeah, and it sure. kind of forces changes that like are that are unintended um mm -hmm. in it's probably not necessary yeah yeah it's the con <laughs> it's the continued exploration and how it unfolds in front of us yeah it's always that's always so interesting and the idea i think i think what you what you talked about there is really interesting the idea of like reevaluating an emotional space in mm. which a piece of artwork happened you know we mm. tend to scrutinize yeah. our own tactics but to look at it as the mental space and how right. you've grown and developed that's a really that's yeah, a really I, refreshing I, concept yeah i do that constantly i'm like mm -hmm. it because I, I that's just who i am more than the art itself it's like i i it's more of me within everything i do and how i'm feeling and and i know that because it's just um it's because i'm making these things and so i'm i'm I always look at those, the, how I feel and mm -hmm. what I'm feeling. And, and so, you know, I do feel those when I look back at those things, it's more of a feeling than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that if you, if you lay out the entire body of your work, that it would be a sufficient life story <laughs> yeah. for you? No, not a full life story because I got yeah. a lot more to figure out. But the thing mm -hmm. is, uh, you could you could see some uh, uh, differences in there, and I could tell you probably. And I think I have done it in the past. I tried to explain it uh, visually with like a yeah. graph. It, it was yeah. kind of probably silly, but it was helpful for me to say, okay, so here's where I felt this way, and here's mm -hmm. where I felt this way, and here's where I totally. So you see this graph of like ups and downs, and and it's crazy. It's it's um and. So I've done things in the past where it's like, like I told you, it's like when I look back at some of the things, they're really dark, mm -hmm. and it's like, well, I'm, I don't know what was I was going in that. Well, I know what I was going through in that time, but I, I don't. Um, when I scoot back and I look at it all, it's like when you look at at it overall, like you kind of, it all kind of blends together. But when you focus on, like you're saying, on one part of it, it's like, okay, well, so I. At this one part of the graph i'm i'm doing something and it's probably maybe i was feeling low or it was I, I remember telling um in my art in the past i was trying to tell a story and the story was probably not like the the funnest story it was there was a lot of yeah. darkness in that story and so mm -hmm. i after a while of doing it i'm like i don't feel so good about how i don't feel like my feelings don't don't i don't feel so good i i mm -hmm. want to change it yeah and so i decided like when when the beginning of the uh, next year came and i said all right i'm going to try something different 
and I tried something different. It was totally different. It was like, I went from one extreme to the next where it's like, all right, I'm going to just be goofy this whole year. And I was goofy the whole year. And and it's like, Mm -hmm. I think I was too goofy. Like, why was I doing something so silly? Like, it was was a whole lot of fun. People responded with that Mm -hmm. whole fun part of it. But for me, it was like, okay, like I, I overcompensated maybe. And it's like, um, but it was kind of a spike. It was like, I spiked to a point where I was like, okay, I, I feel good. Now I'm going to level things out and go to where I feel like I belong. And that's kind of like, I told you what I did recently, where I had to step back and look at everything and, and take away only the things that I like uh, with my work. And so, um, but yeah, it's like, I, I could, yeah, I could lay out everything and tell you it would be a good story, I think, but, um, it, it's not a full lifetime story. I, 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 yeah, like I haven't figured a lot of the stuff out and it sounds crazy saying that because I, I'm, I, I, the thing is, I, there's a, a lot of people that follow what I do and it feels like what my, by me saying that I'm, I'm kind of almost insulting them, I guess, but, it, <laughs> I, I, um, but I, but then I think it's like, ah, it's, it's not it, that, you know, everybody, we're all human. Right. And I'm, people have, you know, they're, they're, they're okay with, with, um, people adjusting and figuring their own life, especially if it's emotional, you right. You, you don't want people to be, uh, not feeling so good about themselves. So, it, you know, yeah, normally yeah. people are fine with you changing. And so, you know, I, I, I don't, I try, that's a problem. I try, I try my best to not dwell on those, on those things too much, because if I do, I do tend to get, I get worried, I guess. And it's, there's yeah, no yeah. sense in that. Um, I just kind of, I, I just keep going with where I feel like I'm supposed to be. And that's, that's the best I can do, honestly. And it, it and so far it's worked out. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that. Yeah. Well, we're, we're getting to a point where we, uh, where we can wrap up here. Okay. Uh, one of the prevailing concepts of this conversation the whole time has been the idea of exploration, trying new things, altering our process, examining our process. So right. I guess what I would leave with the final question is where, what do you see in the future and what are you willing to let unfold without planning for it, if that makes sense? Oh, right. Um, see, that one's very difficult for me because I, like I told you, I, when I sit down and, and paint uh, with my acrylics and I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very, I, I feel pretty confident and I am happy about what I'm making, Yeah. but I can say that I'm not fully satisfied. So mm-hmm. I, that's why I'm exploring with oils on the side. So, but when I jump into the oils, it feels like a whole different world. So I feel like two people at this point where I'm one, one, the guy on this side has been doing these acrylics forever and making these images for a long time mm-hmm. where there's this new guy on the side that I have to think <laughs> of it that way is like, he's just exploring and he's doing something he doesn't really know is where, where that's going to go. So, um, unfortunately I, I can't, I, I can't really answer that too well. Like all I can say is that, um, I want to continue having fun with the material that I'm using. And as long as that's happening, wherever that leaves me and wherever that leaves the images and the ideas, um, I'm going to have to be okay with whatever comes out. Um, And that's that. And I feel good saying that because it's like that, that um, for me, that's all part of growth. And, and um, I, I don't see an issue with changes. Like when I look at art, I look at artists, it's like, okay, they're changing and they continue to change with time. It's like mm-hmm. some, some people do, some people don't. Yeah. Um, and the people that do, I don't, I'm never, I'm never bothered by any of that. Um, and none of that worries me. All I can say too, is that anything I do, it's, it's, it's only to be better at what I'm doing. It, I've not, I, I don't ever look at any of this as, um, as a way to, to do less or, 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 or not be better at what I'm doing. It's, it's always a, a challenge to be better with whatever ideas or materials or uh, any aspect of making art. I'm just trying to be better at it. Mm-hmm. And so that's who I am. And, and um, 
I, I'm just, I'm okay with that. So that's where I have to leave that. It, 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 I know it sounds like a, not a good plan, but the thing is, um, it's just things, as I've been working and I've been creating, I've been fortunate to be able to have it work out for me. And so I'm yeah. confident that wherever I go, that it's going to work out. So I, I just feel pretty confident about that. And yeah. I think that matters quite a bit. You just have to have confidence in what you're doing and it'll work out. Yeah. Yeah. I think that sounds like a great plan. <laughs> sometimes we, sometimes we just got to let it happen. Um, but awesome. This has been, uh, this has been great. Thank you so much for, uh, for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. So this is a great perspective into a, into a side of your work that I personally, um, haven't seen so uh once again before we go do you want to take a moment to just to just plug everything where people can find you etc yeah yeah okay so um you can find my website it's uh my name jasonlimon.com um you can have, find any information uh, about me or my art there um you could also my instagram you can hit me up there it's at uh just my name at jasonlimon um i have shows coming up i don't know when this is coming out but I, I always have shows just look at my website there i'll yep. post my shows on there so check that out so um but so, yeah that's all i got to put um so. sounds good well thank you once again yeah well thanks for thank you for having me again thank you so much once again to jason for coming on that was a great conversation i'm such a big fan of his work you should check it out um Thank you, as always, for listening. I have been your host, Forrest Hines. As per usual, you can find me on all of the social medias at at Forrest Hines Art. You can engage with the sponsors. Uh, plebeian.us.us is the site, uh, as well as the social media at plebeian.us on all social media. Um, Discord link in the description to the show. Follow the Twitch, twitch.tv slash plebeian inc. Uh, Mortem Clothing Co. at Mortem Clothing Co. on all social media. Mortemclothing.co is the site. Use code FIRSTMORTEM for 10% off your first order if you have not yet. And I will see you all next week. <laughs>